Chapter 12, Angry Words. Peter and James had seen the whole thing. They had crept aft, hoping to find some edible food somewhere, slithering silently past the two gabbing soldiers on watch. They were crouched behind a barrel near the stern, when they'd seen Molly emerge from the ladderway, go to the rail, and lean over. Peter had been about to approach her when she had started making the strangest noises he'd ever heard a human make. Peter, whispered James, what is she? Peter silenced him with a quick squeeze on his arm. He motioned for James to stay low, and the two boys slid on their bellies to a spot where they could peer through the through an opening in the stern rail and look down at what Molly was seeing. They emitted sil simultaneous gasps when they saw the five porpoises, which looked as though they were dancing on the water at, as they used to, or as they used their powerful tails to hold their heads far above the waves. They watched, astonished, as Molly and the largest of the porpoises exchanged the odd noises, almost as if, but. That's impossible. They were having a conversation. To Peter, Molly's noises sounded ex increasingly urgent and frustrated, until she finally broke into English and shouted, No! Unable to contain his curiosity any longer, Peter stood to approach her, only to dive back onto his belly when he heard the night watch soldiers coming. He saw Molly turn and run back to the ladderway, as he and James squirmed back behind the barrel. They waited there, afraid to breathe, as the sailors commented on seeing porpoises. Sailors apparently thought porpoises brought good luck. Finally, the sailor climbed to the higher deck and disappeared. Peter, whispered James. What do we... Not now, hissed Peter. I'll be along. Just get going. After seeing that James had crawled away safely, Peter climbed a rope and slipped under a railing that took him to the upper deck. The Nightwatch soldiers stood talking not 20 feet away. When the nearest one turned his back, Peter edged along the rail and reached a doorway leading down the ladderway into darkness. Peter looked around, unsure how to get to Molly's cabin from here. He waited, waited, and finally the two soldiers agreed it was time for tea. They moved on. Peter slipped down the steep ladderway and into a darkened hallway. Yellow light seeped from beneath several doors in both directions. Peter moved on to the next. Sticking his ears to the door, he heard loud snoring. Assuming that it was Mrs. Bumbrake, he opened the door and slipped inside. Peter, whispered Molly, what are you doing here? I must talk to you, whispered Peter. Now? Now, he said. Peter frowned. I'm sorry, Molly frowned, then whispered, All right, but outside in the passageway. They stepped outside and Molly closed the door. I saw you, said Peter. You saw me what? Asked Molly. She kept her voice calm, but Peter could tell he'd surprised her. You were talking to that fish. What on earth are you talking about? You were talking to that fish. You were making strange noises and it was making them back. Don't be silly. Fish can't talk. Molly, I saw you. Molly stared at him for a moment, weighing something. Then she sighed and said, All right, listen, those are not fish. They are called porpoises, and they breathe air, and the same as we do. But they look like fish, but they're not. They breathe air, and they make noises, just like dogs and cats and cows and other animals. I was imitating the noises they make purely out of curiosity to see if I could get a response. That's all you saw. It was nothing. That's not what it looked like, said Peter. It looked like you were talking to them and you were upset about something. I heard you shout no. I was just frustrated because I couldn't make the noises properly, said Molly. That's all, nothing more. You ran away from this, or when the sailors came. Why? Molly paused, again weighing something, then answered, Only because I didn't want them to report me back to Mrs. Bumprank. She told me to stay in the cabin. Really, Peter, you're imagining things. She's lying. I am, said Peter. And I suppose I imagine the flying rat, and I imagine that you were in that aft hold. What's going on, Molly? Tell me what's going on. Nothing, Peter, said Molly. There's nothing going on. 
Why is she lying? Fine, said Peter. If you won't tell me, I'll find out for myself. No, she said with sudden intensity, grabbing his arm with a startlingly powerful grip. Peter, you must not go down to that room again. You must not. Peter yanked his arm away. What's going to stop me? He said. Molly's eyes bore into his. She spoke slowly. I will, Peter. How? He snapped. I'll tell Slank, Molly said. You wouldn't, he said. I will if I have to, she said. All right then, said Peter, his cheeks burning, his voice quivering with anger. I see now that not all the rats on this ship are four-legged. Please, Peter, said Molly, reaching for his arm again. You don't understand. Goodbye, rat, said Peter, brushing her hand away. Peter, please. He faced her. You know, he said, I thought you, I thought we, well, obviously wrong. Peter darted up the ladderway to the relative safety of the darkened deck. He crouched for a moment, breathing deeply, seeing with his, seething with feelings of rage and betrayal. Thinks she can lie to me, does she? Thinks she can tell me what to do? Well, I'll show her. I can do this myself. Me and Alf, we don't need her help. Who does she think she is?